the film series that won't die to nearly 30 movies, one house, actually several houses, and cursed artifacts. The Amityville Horror Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Amityville Podcast. I am Pat. I am Tom. And this week we're going to be watching the Amityville Terror. From 2016, this is another Amityville movie. We haven't done much research on it. Although we did find out, we, we did find out that the, uh, the house that they're using in this one is the same house that they used for the Amityville house in Amityville, The Evil Escapes, the made-for-TV Patty Duke Amityville movie that immediately went to the West Coast. Yep. So we're not sure if this is... It says in the description that this is an East Coast house, that this is the original mm-hmm. Amityville house. Yeah. So we're not sure if it's doubling for California or if it's just the scene that was used in the East Coast scenes from the original. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Patrick, what's another word for terror? Um, a frightmare. No, um, just horrifying. Just horror. Yeah. Horror. They're trying, like, this is... Like, I, I like how, like... We've established in previous episodes that, like, they can get, like, all of these movies can get away with nobody owns the rights to the word Amityville. It's a town. It exists. Hell, nobody owns the rights to the Ronnie DeFeo thing. The only thing that really gets you in trouble is uh, trying to use the story of the Lutz family. But the fact that they're calling it the Amityville Terror as opposed to the Amityville Horror, they really went uh, all out. Broke, mm. broke their backs, pulled out that thesaurus, yep. and found the first immediate word synonym for horror. Yeah, what's the most clever thing we can call this? Well, what's one-to-one? Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. So, I don't know how many surprises or scares we'll see in this one if the creativity started or stopped with the title. Yeah, I don't know. Like, this is another one of these... Uh, we we're going into these things so blind that we can't even say that they have any production value or any sort of yeah. studio backing. This it's one kinda... might have cost a hundred dollars or a hundred thousand dollars. We don't know. Yeah, but but what is terrorizing? What, what what are some horror like? What are some movies that have actually scared you in the past? I mean, fan of horror. I've seen plenty of them, and after a while, you know the tricks. Sure, but, but. Um, I will say that. One of the most terrifying movies I've ever seen is Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. That, that thing is a nightmare. Yeah. That movie is front to back just unrelentingly scary, unnerving, uncomfortable. Um, it's. I watched it a couple months ago, and it really just kind of rebooted like that weirdness in my gut when I'm watching horror. Like, yeah. It rebuilds your empathy for the victims. Uh. It makes you remember how absolutely scary these situations can be because it plays them so realistically yeah that that's one uh i, I tend to you watch a lot rewatch a lot of joe bob briggs uh drive-in on shutter but that henry portrait the serial killer i've watched it once with the joe bob uh breaking in but that one is usually whenever i'm in like i will they do a thing with the just Joe Bob where they mm-hmm. don't show the movie. That one on re like quote unquote rewatch. I do just the Joe Bob because the interviews with the writer director are fascinating mm-hmm. about the production of the movie. I don't really want to watch that movie that often if no. ever. It's it's a soul burner. Yeah, no, it's just terrible. There's nothing 
<laughs> there's nothing redeeming about that movie, which yeah. is part of what makes it so terrible that a person like this could exist, even if like, mm-hmm. even if the real Henry Lee Lucas yeah. is not even half as bad as the movie character, he's still half as bad as the movie character. Yeah, and I mean, you say you know, irredeemable. Like it is. For its intent, completely successful. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It, like that, it is that, an oh, incredibly no, well-made movie. Yes, yes. It is just you're not getting any sort of good morality There's out no of it. There's no catharsis by the yeah. end of the film. It is just, spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> it's just bleak. Yeah. So. Like, my, my mine tend to be uh, like depending on what. Like it depends on more when I saw them. So like the first movie I remember scaring the, the pants out of, uh, of me, like other than Pinocchio because Pinocchio. But, um, uh, I saw the, a nightmare on Elm street when I was five, like when it was on cable after it came out, because mm-hmm. back in the eighties, parents didn't care what you were watching, which was both good and bad. So it's like, on the one hand, my parents did something terrible, letting me watch it. On the other hand, it may have been very smart because I didn't watch want to watch another horror movie for like ten years. Gosh, and I had, then it was another. I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street ones on TV because if they were on TV, they couldn't be so scary because they would have to cut the worst parts out. Yeah, yeah. That's. I remember the first major one I saw. I was six years old, and it was the night that the thing was premiering on HBO. Yes. And my friend across the street, his mom was a huge horror buff. And so there was an invite to stay over and watch the movie, but had to get my mom's permission. And so I was cleared as long as he knows it's just a movie. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's just a movie. They're actors. Just keep repeating to yourself. It's only a poodle. It's only a poodle. Wait, that's the boneyard. Um, But I'm so I'm watching the movie and it gets to the middle where they're doing the autopsy. And I had scooted up closer to the TV the whole movie, just wanting to see more, wanting to see more. And then the guy's chest bursts open with oh, the, the giant the, the teeth. defibrillator scene. Yes. The, the autopsies earlier. Well, yeah, sorry. Yeah, defibrillator. I thought um, you were going to say defibrillator earlier, and I was like, okay, I mean, the autopsy uh, scene is disgusting and terrible. Yeah. yeah so me, clinical and evil, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me not science words good. <laughs> um, but yeah, the defibrillator. Um, the chest opens up. Bites the guy's arms off, at which point I start scooting backwards across the carpet. Yeah. And right when the neck has stretched out and <sighs> split off and hits the ground to Spoiler run off. Spoiler alert for the thing. Sorry. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> come on. But um, as the head hits the ground, my back hit the couch. Nice. And so I just screamed, bolted up. Ran straight out the front door. I'm running across the street, just screaming gibberish. Just, oh my god! Yes. And my mom is at the front door with it, like, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" And my neighbor's mom is just, you know, yelling across the street. It was the movie. It was the movie. I run in and slide across the carpet and grab the old Caltech TV remote, uh, which was one of the corded ones, and oh, wow. spin the dial to HBO. And put it right on, and my parents are like, are you sure you want to watch any more of that? You seem pretty terrified. I'm like, yes. if I don't see the credits come up, then I won't know it's just a movie. I need to see that so I won't have nightmares. Oh, that's and, a clever con. And I, but I didn't have nightmares because yeah. I saw how it ended, even though it's a bleak ending. Yeah. I saw the ending. I saw the names come up. And so I didn't, it never gave me nightmares, but that movie still scares me to this day. Oh, totally. And because of that, my mom wanted to show me her favorite scary movie, the one that scared her away from him. She showed me Psycho. 
Yeah. I get to the end of that movie, and Norman runs out in a dress, and I turn around, what the fuck? And my mom's like, I know, oh. And she just had this look of disappointment, because I think this was supposed to be, you like cigarettes? Here's a whole carton. Yeah. And I was just like, there's more of these, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, so I started watching a lot of Hitchcock early. That's fair. It was funny. Like the thing is legitimately terrifying. I, I remember showing it to my brother for the first time. He was in college, and so he had been watching horror movies for a while. But like I put it up, put the DVD on, and uh, he said something at the beginning that made me ask the question: Wait, have you never seen this before? He said no, and so. For the rest of the movie, I was just watching him. And then, sure <laughs> sure enough, when the defibrillator came, he was like, what in the hell? Because yep. that is the just that is our, probably the most perfect scare. It the, really the, is. The, it's, there's nothing like it. And there's and nothing it's just, giving you, like, even though you know what this thing can do, mm-hmm. you're not prepared for it. That entire sequence is not just a one-two punch. It's a one-through-twelve punch because yeah. the chest bursts open, the arms get bit off, the head stretches off, the head... Sprouts legs and eyes and you runs gotta away. Gotta be fucking kidding! <laughs> you have, yeah, um, you know, flamethrower to the guy in the corner of the room. Like all hell breaks loose in just scare after scare after scare, and you realize how completely screwed everybody is. Yeah, and you shouldn't trust anyone. You shouldn't count on anyone to make it. Like it just, it just upends the table entirely. It really does. It's so good. Yeah. And now let's talk. Now let's watch a movie that will be just as good as the thing. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I mean, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Maybe it'll be terrifying. I think like the like the most uh, recent terrifying one. Like honestly, got the ring got me. Like yeah. the ri- the ring yeah. is like much like the thing. It, it practices on creating suspense and then giving you a moment where you think, oh, everything is fine. Mm-hmm. And then the kid says, "What do you mean you helped her?" Yeah. And everything is just the worst thing ever. As you knew it was going to be, but they trick you for like 30 seconds into mm-hmm. thinking it won't be, and then it becomes the worst thing. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Love that. The American version of The Ring, I should specify. Yeah, the originals just, I mean, they're it's well good. made, but they just, I just don't remember them that well. They just, I mean, it may just be the culture, the uh, the culture clash, like, or not culture clash, but the, uh, like, differences in culture, it just doesn't connect as much for me as yeah. uh, you would, as, as the American one does. But, I mean, I do love a lot of Japanese horror films, and mm-hmm. they, they are very unnerving. Not just the Takashi Miike ones. Right, uh, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, Audition, you know, mm-hmm. Happy Secretaries, you know. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, but that the American version of the ring is one of those rare American English language remakes that's just like it, wow, it really nailed this thing. And mm-hmm. it also helped that this was like uh, one of the, like is that the third Gore Verbinski film? Like I know he did Mouse Hunt. It was maybe the Mexican. I think it was Mouse Hunt Mexican than the Ring. And so yeah. it's like Gore Verbinski was really coming into his own as a, as a filmmaker and even though he hasn't made one that I've enjoyed in quite a while, don't like it, it, I still love him, but don't see a cure for wellness. It's really not good. Yeah, and Lone Ranger. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I subscribe to Quentin Tarantino's assessment. The first 40 minutes of that mm-hmm. movie, everything up to him becoming the Lone Ranger, is great. Yeah. And then the last 30 minutes, where it's all that big cha- train chase, that's great. It's that hour and a half in the middle, mm-hmm. which, dear God, why is this movie this long yeah. to begin with? But everything in the middle of that movie is not good at all. 
Yeah. But the book There's ends There's some are fun so bookends, but it just yeah. Yeah, so watch chunks of it, but yeah, yeah. after that. But you know, yeah. he'll always have made Rango. And oh, that will be that yeah. that is an achievement. Yeah. Like by any criteria. Yeah. And another favorite director of recent years, Adam Weingard, I know um you're not I know, not, the, I know the name, but I can never remember his movie. Well, uh, the main one I'm thinking of is the uh, most recent Blair Witch sequel. The last half hour of it completely and utterly got under my skin. I was just the entire time heart racing. Um, I was in. I was completely hooked. I didn't know what was coming next. I didn't quite know what was going on until they wanted me to know. And I thought that they built up all of the elements that would play into that chaos very well. Gotcha. Um, it was seriously like 20 minutes after the movie, driving home, I was still keyed up from it. So that one oh. really got me. Okay, yeah. Recent terrifying movies. I saw The Color Out of Space in the theater. Oh, nice. That was a tough ride home. Yeah. That was just, I, I, I immediately went to the local bar on not one of my bar nights because, like, I don't want to be alone right now mm-hmm. at all. Because The Color Out of Space was the big budget, totally committed to the H.P. Lovecraft adaptation that we've all wanted. Like, mm-hmm. there have been good ones. Like, Reanimator is great, but it's silly. Uh, From Beyond is great, but does not have the money to really do what they wanted to do yeah. with it. But what they do, what like, From Beyond is great as it is. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But my God, this is like Spielberg-level looking movie mm-hmm. based on an H.P. Lovecraft story. Yeah. It's terrifying. And um, yeah. because there's been some concerns with the director, to put it mildly, uh, the studio actually has put oh, out a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's... He's canceled, but oh really? Oh yeah. Uh, um, but because of the things that came out about him that have been pretty well verified, oh, the studio um, has said, "Yeah, we're not going to make any more money off of this. Any like residuals come in, like any money that comes in off of this movie is going straight to charities." Oh, so, I mean that's good. It's good, and they're taking oh. ownership of we. Well, they own this movie, but yeah, they don't want to profit off of this guy. That's so fair. if you do rent it or purchase it, the oh. studio is uh, trying to make right off of that, which I think is very nice. And that very is rare. very nice and rare. But now I'm bummed that I really like that movie. And oh, yeah. I didn't Here's want thing. there to be anything that I have to qualify uh, about it. A now. lot of a lot of our favorite creators can turn out to be bastards. Uh, Again, accurate. I just you know yeah. cited Psycho and Hitchcock was not known as a nice guy. No, he was not. Yeah. We like, you know, Stanley Kubrick movies. Yeah, also not a nice guy. Yeah. Mm, so. Bummer. And sadly, Ron Howard has never made anything terrifying, and he is a supremely nice guy. Yeah. So. I mean, he makes good movies, though. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, on the horror side, you know. I mean, has he ever tried to make a horror movie? Uh, The Hunted? Kind of horror-ish. The, the Tommy Lee Jones film? Yeah. Really? That's about as close as I can think of. I mean, I would have gone Willow, but... Yeah. Actually, Willow, when There's they all elements. start turning into pigs, that was terrifying. Fair, for fair, me fair, as, fair. as a kid at the time, I was like, oh, God, what is happening and why? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it's Ron Howard. Not everybody needs to be a horror director. Oh, no, no. I'm just... I was trying yeah. to pick the nicest guy I could think <laughs> of out there, and... Ron Howard is... It's hard to not... Like, when it turns... When it, 
is revealed whatever the hell he did, it will be soul crushing. I just don't think it's in there. He's been in the spotlight his entire life. And that's why it will hurt all the more. Fair, fair. <laughs> no, we, have, City, we, have, so. we have absolutely nothing on Ron Howard as far as we know. He's actually everything he says he is. Yeah. We're sorry. We, we're just making a bad joke. Yeah, it was a poor example. Me not make example good either. Yeah, so. that's fair. All right. With uh, all of that totally on point for the Amityville Terror... Uh, We'll see you in a minute or so. Yep. And we're back. Wow. Not expecting that. That was great. That was a lot of fun. That's the most fun I think we've had since the remake. Yeah, it is. It's been a while since, like, we can... We, we don't have to ir- say anything ironically or caveat it. This was just good. The yeah. Am- Amityville Terror, which is on Tubi. We watched it on Tubi. Go watch it on Tubi. It's really a lot of fun. Yeah, it's one. Uh, we're going to, as we always do, go through the plot. If you want spoilers, listen. If you don't, or at any point, feel free to check out and then come back to us. Yeah. Um, the but, first man. chunk of this movie sets up the most generic of tropes, sets up all of the things of angry teenage daughter, parents are struggling, just bought the new house, moved in with the aunt uh, who bought this house in Amityville that is... Renting the house. Yeah, or renting the house. It is arguably the house from the original. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's on a different street. It's on Amity Street instead of Ocean... Yeah, uh, and it's not on the water. Are we? Are we? Are we doing the general, or are we getting into it? Um, let's let's yeah do the overview of do, it's do, not do. the original house, yeah. but it is. It doesn't look like the original house because they used the house from the yeah. L.A. one. Yeah, they do say that this is in New York. They have New York plates. They do, and it is the most L.A. looking part of New York. Palm trees. So much sun. In upstate New York, like yeah. you wouldn't believe. And that L.A. kind of beautiful to all the people. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so, yeah, if you can get past that, it's not actually New York if you're precious about that. Yeah, um, and, and if you are, go fuck yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's like, Yeah, okay, let's dive yeah. in. Man, this thing opens up at the end of, some, uh, of a horror movie where it's... The 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 ma the husband and the wife are desperately trying to grab whatever they can grab to get out of the house, which is trying to kill them. They almost make it out. The husband is out of out of the house, and the wife is almost out the door when she sees a horrific apparition of her dead child. We're talking like he's maybe eight years old. He's gray everywhere and has a pentagram. Carved into his forehead, yeah, and it's black like, around the eyes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just Full thing. yeah, like mommy, don't child. leave me alone. That's not our kid. That's it's not, not our kid. No, mommy, don't. And then so she turns back. Dad busts back into the house to find that almost in, or actually no. First the kid, like for, like first the mom runs back. Bear hugs the kid. The kid is hugging. And then looks over her shoulder at the dead and gives this demonic smile. And his eyes turn white. The door slams shut. Dad busts the door back open. And only to find that his mother is strung up a la Sergeant Tate in in Silence of the Lambs. Like, Mm -hmm. we're just like, she is hanging from the rafters. Her guts are all spilled open. The door slams shut. 
And then it cuts to the opening title and the credits. But here's what makes this great. I It never says two, 28 days earlier, two weeks earlier. Yeah. No. We don't, you don't see that family for a while. Yeah. I, I won't say never, but... Yeah. It's, but, like, you get that and you're like, oh, this is the story of that family. Exactly. It is not. It is not. It is a completely different thing. Yeah, this is just another family that was in this house. This terrible, terrible house. And which, with lovely Baroque furniture. Yeah. I mean, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, so the much kind character. of Baroque furniture that makes you move into that house, I quite mean, specifically. It's so much character in this old house. Like, it's yeah. amazing. Um, this new family's getting the tour and loves the furniture because it comes furnished because. You're right. Um, it's, a, it's a rental. Yeah. You're, this, you're renting the house. You're moving everything in. The Amityville house. Yeah. And why the previous families may not have taken their furniture with them. Eh, you know. You can assume. You just leave. You yeah. Know, you just leave. You're in a hurry. In a hurry. You just, know. you know, key clothing, maybe a few photos. Yeah. It's nothing, there's nothing weird about it. I don't know yeah. why you're bringing it up. So we have a new family with Todd, our dad, with all sorts of. Um, Oh God! Was it Keith Horton? Keith Horton? Who Who is the other guy? Who's Peter the guy? Horton. Peter Horton. Full Peter Horton hair, like thirty something yeah. hair. If you took Peter Horton's like thirty something look and yeah. put it on Texas Chainsaw Three, Leatherface's Viggo Mortensen. Yeah, just like it's a kind dude of like with that hair. Yeah, looking good. Mom, Jessica, and then Haley, the unrelenting fucking bitch teenager. Mm. All of the snotty teen tropes oh doesn't want to go to school in a new neighborhood. Um, it's just going to suck, and everything sucks, and I hate you, Mom, and Dad, you're a jerk. And and she um, hates her Aunt Shay, the, yeah. uh, the person that has actually rented the house. Mm-hmm. Aunt Shay has had a checkered history of substance abuse, mm-hmm. but Todd assures everybody that she is over that, mm-hmm. and she's gotten her life back together. And once you meet Shay, she appears to have gotten over that. And yeah, she seems to be together. doing all right. The first indication of her checkered past is the snotty teen calling her a crazy drunk. Fucking Haley. Who does that? Like, who just, like, goes out, like, moves into somebody's place and then says, Hey, like, why are you still drinking? Why are you, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to live with you. You were a drunk. Yeah, but she's complaining about everything. She's complaining about the flowers in her bedroom, even though uh, it's recommended she keep them up because flowers improve your chi. Indeed. Uh, Even if it's wallpaper. And Shay is a little bit of a hippie. Yes. There are worse things than being a hippie, even Um, though I appreciate not wanting to live with a goddamn hippie. Yeah, and not wanting to live near crickets, apparently. Haley goes off how much she hates crickets, it becomes a micro-debate. Yeah. It, but like, it, enough that it was worth making a note, I guess. Yeah. She just... It cannot be understated. Haley hates everything. And what's crazy, and yet still entertaining mm-hmm. by the end of it, is she never changes. She never oh, grows still, as a person. No. She hates everything at the beginning of the movie. She hates everything at the end of the movie. It's just... By the end of the movie, you're sort of rooting for it. Yeah. You've come around on some of the things she hates, if not all. But yeah. at the same... Well, it helps. crickets are a little much. But. It helps that she has a dirt bike and a cross, a miniature crossbow that mm-hmm. she takes both everywhere. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. And, and I was going to say, she also um, tends to wear shirts 
that expose her midriff, but that's yeah. most of the women in this movie. Yeah, there is a high percentage of casting that appears to have been not necessarily the local strip club, but there seems to be a, a, a lot of people, a lot of the women in the movie seem to have exotic dancing in their history at some point. At least with like some of some of the way that they move around the room, yeah. um, especially the landlord. Delilah. Um, just like she'll round a corner in just the most elaborate way. Making sure you see all of the goods. Yeah. like There's some showmanship involved, so even if they just, you know... Tone themselves at expose uh, fitness. Yeah, but there's there's definitely a theatricality that's specific. Yes, which is not to say there is no judgment on this. No, it's, no, it's not like at all. We are very, very sex worker positive on this podcast, yeah. not just for period reasons, but also because hey, it's your job. You do your job. There's not absolutely nothing wrong with that. It was just yeah. oddly noticeable. Yeah, it was a very specific type of movement and. They tended to go for some fashion choices again. Mm-hmm. Those exposed midriffs, uh, just the, very like consistent. The skirts that only go down to like the ver- the bottom of your butt, right? Sorts yeah. of things like yeah. uh, the odd choices for what is just a uh, housing manager, you right. know, a property manager. But right. you know, hey, she's living her best life. So mm-hmm. who can who can we argue with? Or we can't argue with that. Mm-hmm. But it was funny. And the teenage, like, Haley wearing midriff shirts, like, there was a lot of, like, teenager fashion choices in this movie that were not incorrect, but they were a decade off. Yeah. Which is kind of funny, because this this came out in 2015, it's set in 2015, and yet Mm. you see a lot of girls in midriff shirts and knit caps. Knit caps, a lot of, like, you know, checkered patterns or flannels going. A lot of grunge. Yeah. Um... So yeah, just a weirdly anachronistic, I think maybe that's what L.A. thinks of New York. Yeah. Or at least, you know, not, or New Jersey, technically it should be, but... I thought Amityville was upstate New York. I thought it was Thomas River, New Jersey. Huh. It's a detail we'll continue to get wrong until we finish this thing. For real, and then afterwards. But so they move in... We're not going to do any research until we're done. Absolutely not. So they move in, Haley is so shitty to Aunt Shay, and, uh... Within a day, uh, we have visions of a guy with an axe in the window. Uh, Haley is, play, is practicing her crossbow. And Jessica, the mom, uh, starts working on the garden and finds a creepy baby doll it buried in the, in the, in the, uh, the flower patch. Yeah, and this is not your traditional Cabbage Patch Kid. Uh, it didn't come with its own uh, birth or grown certificate like they used to. It was just standard baby doll um, just buried in the backyard. Because she keeps. Yeah, she washes washes it it off. Uh, She tries to clean it up. It's kind of weird. And this would be what... uh, Entry, like, attempt number two at Todd to initiate sex. Mm -hmm. Todd keeps trying to have sex with his wife. And it's always the same exact move. He hugs her from behind. He kisses her exposed shoulder, and she immediately says no. This, we later learn in, like, a one-line throwaway thing that Haley had a brother that died. Mm -hmm. We don't know how, if, like, is it, like, a twin thing? Yeah, we are given no real information on it that at least I noticed. Um, 
But that could be part of why Jessica right. like is Maybe not it was recently, Jeff. but it's not talked yeah. about like it's recently. It's definitely talked about more that uh, the father and Shay, their um, mother, yeah, Todd yeah. and Shay, their mother had recently passed. Shay yeah. had been taking care of the mother. And when the mother passed, that's when Shay asked this other half of the family to come up to Amityville and move in with her to a new house. Yeah. I don't get the logic of that, but for whatever a <laughs> family needs. Exactly. And then after um, she's washing off the... Or before she goes to wash off the plant, we get the, uh, the failed attempt at uh, sexy times. Uh, Jessica goes into the basement to look for some uh, gardening supplies, and we have the return of basement blood. And this was mm-hmm. the first sign of how good this movie was going to be for our purposes... The people that made this movie actually try are, are making an Amityville movie. There mm-hmm. are the Amityville tropes. There's weird goo in the basement. Yeah, we are just we are moving into a new house, and we are seeing visions or just little images of of murderous looking people. And then it just keeps going. Yeah, and then um, we meet Delilah, which yeah, Delilah is kind of nuts. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, actually, oh, before we got to Delilah, uh, uh, Haley bike. decides to go off on a dirt bike tear, um, and the music that kicks in immediately sounds like the theme to Seinfeld. Now it eases yeah. out of that into something else, but it just was so Seinfeld yeah. as she's just motorbiking through the town, just describing how dead the town is, nothing here. It looked like a nice town. It looked fine. I know I'm older now, but, you know, it looked like an okay place. It looks like a nice place to visit once you get to your 30s. That's fair. But also, it was only the first day. Oh, yeah. Like, she's... They might have a town festival every weekend that she'd be into. Although, actually, considering... As it turns out... Yeah, Amityville is a dark town. As we've learned, there's, you know, we're a dozen-plus movies in already... Weird stuff happens there. Yeah. Um, so she goes to a dirt bike and uh, she hears children frolicking. And she goes over and finds, sure enough, what appears to be the grown children of all of the high school kids from Uncle Buck. <laughs> like, they're all in this weird little fort shelter-looking thing in the woods that has never really explained where it is in relation to anything mm-hmm. and or what it is. But everybody is there. Everybody is wearing very dark colors for how sunny it is outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like just short of wearing like the overcoats and the silly hats from Uncle yeah. Buck. Yeah. Which, that or, was a look. That was like... It was a look. It was like element, a little bit of the uh, goths on South Park element to it. But a little not bit. Quite. More the Uncle Buck, though. Yeah, they were, they, they were, they, they were, they were like much more water, like uh, factoring in the watered downness of your typical hot topic goth person, they seemed mm-hmm. even more watered down. Like they yeah. were like, they were in like the fall collection of Abercrombie and Fitch, but trying to yeah. act like, hey, we smoke, we do stuff, mm-hmm. we're, we're drinking beers. This before. is what marketing wants for goths. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird, but yeah. it but it was it does create the idea of this is a real this is a high school and these are the high school kids. Yeah, and these kids vibe. might have their idea of goth from these sources. So, yeah, yeah, they have a vibe, but yeah. obviously and immediately, uh, Haley does everything short of say fuck you, I hate you for living here. And the girls that she encounters there feel kind of the same. Yeah, they're just, they're the mean girls. They're catty, they're the popular girls, they're snotty to her, they're insulting, they call her Faley. Faley is pretty good. Yeah. Faley is, like, it's low-hanging fruit, but hey, you knew to pick it. 
Exactly. And they're the the lead main uh, lead, lead girl um, is especially catty because Brett, her boyfriend, has expressed interest or at least had a conversation with Haley about higher flux, which may or may not be a real band. Yeah, and also Brett may or may not actually be the lead mean girl's uh, boyfriend. Right. Um, she has laid claim to him, Indeed. but he seems to have chemistry with nobody, so... And neither does Haley, which, of course, they're going to be, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get together, which... Ugh. Yeah, it's will they, whatever they... It's not great. Who, who yeah. is the lead mean girl? Uh, we're, her name is going to be important, so I just want to make sure we get it. Teresa. Yeah. Teresa. Her name. Yeah. So she's off on this adventure. Uh, meantime... Uh, landlord stops by to just yeah. check in with everybody, and that's where we see like some, of, again, just some really weird gestures and postures. And she she was like talking to them, but not engaging with any of them. Yeah, like none of her body language indicated that she was talking to them, mm-hmm. and yet she was talking directly to them the entire time. Yeah, it was weird. And just like again, like presenting weird, like standing weird, but she's a weird lady. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, she checks in to, you know, while uh, the dad is at his new job with Mike. The mechanic. Yeah, Mike, the mechanic, and his mechanics. Yeah. So, uh, we didn't see the business name, but Goldmine right there. Yeah, Mike, Mike the Mechanic and the Mechanics. It's a tribute band for Mike and the Mechanics. Right. I mean, they, they can hear just as well as they speak. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I yeah. sort of remember the lyrics to that song. Mike Rutherford, Genesis, man. Mm-hmm. Little, yeah. Few people know that Mike and the Mechanics, the Mike is not the actual singer, which was yeah. appreciated that he understood what his strengths were. And, you know, yeah. I want to I do my own thing, but I need a guy yeah. that sings, and don't get me wrong, yeah. Phil is great, but if mm-hmm. I do it with Phil, it's... Let, why are we just yeah. not doing another Genesis album? Yeah. And know? Peter's been off on his own thing for years now, so... I mean, it's his yeah. time. Yeah. Like the mechanics. Good stuff. Exactly. So, and while we've still got Mike in his living years... Uh, and this, this... And Mike, again... I could... there In the quick search that we did, we found no confirmation of this, but he had a very... guy in a porno acting style. Like yeah, he is, I can see that. He, he is French, so it's, it's probably not his uh, first language. But also, it, it just like his line delivery was very much like Carl Hungus in The Big Lebowski, <laughs> which is like I'm going to make sure that I speak the expository stuff with very little emotion. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, so, yeah, but so. yeah, so the dad is working with him at the car shop, doesn't meet the landlord. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mom is at home cleaning the doll um, and trying to... Not have uh, sex. Trying not to have sex. And it's also um, planting roses in the backyard. Just had a sudden hankering for roses. Yeah. So he's starting a garden immediately. And uh, Haley finds a little jewelry music box that mm-hmm. doesn't work except when it does. But when it does, is not when you want it to. Yeah, when it does, bad things happen. Like when Shay is taking a bath. Mm-hmm. Shay's taking the bath while Dad, who has finally come home, is trying to get the pipes clean. Pours a bunch of drain cleaner in through the basement. Pipes are rattling and banging as they do. I think he, put, he was pouring it 
and a bathroom, a second floor bathroom. Yeah, then he went upstairs and poured it. Yeah, oh, okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. He, used to, he did the basement first, I think, to clean the main gotcha, house. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, it goes upstairs, pours it in the sink uh, with the wife and Shay in the tub. Shay is in a different bath, in a, in a tub in a different bathroom. On a different floor, I believe, even. I don't no, maybe I, don't think so. I don't know. No, because they go when she starts screaming, they go in down the hall, hall. down right. the hall. Yeah. So yeah. Haley's in the uh, guest bathroom. Uh, Mike or Todd and Je- and Jessica are in the master bathroom, pouring the Drano in. Uh, nothing's happening for a few seconds, and then all of a sudden the music box starts playing. The drain the the, the drain drains. And then all of a sudden... In the sink, the drain drains. In the sink, Like, drain. shark fast. Yeah, and then in the bathtub, uh, Shay starts getting burned by the water and is covered in just horrible burns. The mm-hmm. production value on this movie for makeup was really good. It like, was some good horrifying. burn work. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's blood and... The blood, the blood in the opening sequence when the mother when the when the other mother gets like eviscerated and then the kid mm-hmm. is looking gross like all the makeup in this movie is pretty good there was actual effort and money put into this movie which was just yeah. refreshing um, so yeah she crawls out of the tub she's uh, trying to get across the floor just you know screaming for her dear life they finally bust open the door and throw a towel on her. There are no burns on her whatsoever. That's She's fine. freaking out. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. They kind of chalk it up to an acid trip or peyote or mm-hmm. something. They're basically trying to dismiss and say that she's back using again. Yep. Not talking to her about it at all. Why would you talk to her yeah. directly? Just arguing with each other through walls that are definitely not thick because other characters definitely have hurt each other through them. Yeah, Jessica is like, the, Jessica the mom is really screaming about it this time. And, yeah. You know, Haley is now choosing to be angry at the, at the at her parents for yelling as opposed to being up in, uh, as opposed to the being happy that her parents are up in arms about the thing that she has been yelling about the entire time. Yeah. She, she just, is that bad. She has to be that contrarian about whatever pisses her off that day. Yeah. So, I yeah. her so much. Yeah. So, anyway, they have the big fight, and then the next morning, everything's fine. Shay is fine. No signs of trouble. The parents have made up. Mom is making breakfast. Still not having sex. Yeah. Haley comes through, ignores breakfast, and pouts on her way to high school, which she is reluctantly, and I'm sorry, bravely decided to go to. Todd the dad goes out of his way to compliment Haley in terms of, hey, what you're doing is difficult. I'm very proud of you. Like, what you're doing is brave, it's incredible, just like, all the exact right positive things you should be saying to your child in this situation. Right. And it's, he can barely get the words out of his mouth before Haley is throwing them right back in her face, in his face. It's like, proud of what? What am I doing? You're a jerk. Mm Mm-hmm. Haley is the worst. To be clear, at this point of the movie, we were not endorsing it as highly as we will once we get there. No. Um, this is very simple, like bickering family, moves into a place, okay, you have some nods to the others, points there. Uh, but it's just, yeah, it's just bickering family. It's getting wrong. Um, and you know bad stuff's going to happen to them. We've seen some slamming doors. We've seen some, you know, visions. Mm-hmm. Um, then... Haley goes out front and meets Penny. Penny, the weird neighbor girl. Yeah, Penny's not allowed to cross this line on the sidewalk um, from next door to the sidewalk in front of that house. Which makes a lot more sense once you know what's going on. 
Yeah, because um, Penny's friends with Rachel, who lives in that house. Don't well, you mean lived? My family lives in there now. Oh, she's still in there. Huh? Like, don't worry, that will not be paid off on. At all. Uh, understand, we really, really like this movie, but it, there it's are, got its issues. There's still a lot of plot holes. Yeah. There's, yeah. Um, and it, honestly, this, there's a lot of stuff in this one that would set it up that I would be happy to watch a follow-up that answers a lot of this stuff. Agreed. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Rachel and Penny are pretty much, well, Penny's definitely no longer in the film. No. Um, and so we cut to high school, uh, Brett and Haley are, or no, Haley is in chemistry class with the mean girls who yeah. pull a prank and basically dump chemicals together in front of her, get her in trouble, but also like ruin her shirt. Yeah. She busts out of class, meets, like bumps into Brett right in the hallway because yeah. he doesn't have class that day. She had seen Brett when, when she first arrives at the school with the dirt bike. Brett and her have what can only be described as a moment. It is not a good moment. It is not a bad moment. It is a painfully awkward unromantic no chemistry moment where mm. she is she is real like for Haley she is throwing herself at this guy yeah. and it's everything the guy can do to not pick up on any signs which again now that I'm saying it in retrospect makes, makes a some, lot of sense yeah but yeah they have like the closest the two of them have to chemistry is the explosion she just suffered in the classroom yeah. like once she's out of that room Asking for his jacket, he gives her the jacket, classic romantic he, move. He offers the jacket. He offers a jacket. Which I think was supposed to be a Letterman jacket, but it's definitely like the hey, school jacket. Hey. But it's like, it's hard. If you saw this kid, it's hard to imagine him doing sports. Yeah. Although it's hard to imagine him as a dirt biker either. But. Yeah. Well, he wasn't a dirt biker. He's just a motorhead. He just right. likes them. Yeah. He doesn't have them. does appreciate Yamahas, so, yeah. you know, they're, they are strong bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, they, they meet up. <laughs> okay, because, yeah, so the floor, when, when Haley was uh, try, desperately trying to get a date with the guy, he said he couldn't because he was working at his dad's bar. And then we cut to the dad's bar after school. And uh, and the dad, if you squint, or like when he's in the background, kind of looks like if you took Adam Sandler from Uncut Gems, but then had him push a little bit harder into looking like modern-day Steven Seagal. Yes. That, like, we're talking full-on Groucho Marx goatee. It's yeah. really disgusting. But so, Brett has to work at his dad's bar. He finishes up, and then Haley is waiting for him afterwards. <laughs> And he, he uh, Brett asked the, you know, fairly wise question, how did you know I worked here? Haley says that there are only two bars in this in this town, and one of them's a strip club, which would be perfectly normal dialogue, except when they pan out as they leave, the name of Brett's dad's bar is The Filth. And in, with a kind of sign that looks very clearly like a strip club kind of sign. So if this is not the strip club... That strip club must be a dive. I mean, it's got to be just the most disgusting place. Yeah, it's got to be like plywood and thumbtacks. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah. So they go out for a moonlit dirt bike ride. 
Which I sort of... There's a, a nice little bit of role reversal in terms of, like, gender roles where she's the one with the motorcycle mm-hmm. and, like, she's taking him on the ride and stuff, which is kind of yeah. nice. Yeah. But this is when he explains the uh, murder that happened in her house. Yeah, well, she is opened up by giving us a recap of the last 15 minutes of the movie. Very important. I uh, had so forgotten. It is a trope of the Amityvilles that somewhere in the movie, one of the characters will just go ahead and explain all of the important parts that you should know for the next act. Yes. Like, a la Rocky and his montages. Or actually, no. Yeah. A just like Rocky Four, where, you know... In Rocky Four, before we get to the three training montages, there's also a montage of uh, flashbacks from the previous three Rocky movies, and then including the current Rocky movie, which... Uh-huh. Rocky Four is a masterpiece for all of the wrong reasons. Yeah, and I saw there's a director's cut coming uh, with 40 minutes added in. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, Can we I stop hope there's more robots. Uh, how could that like what else would there be? Like I want All Ivan robot. Drago to be revealed to also be a robot. That'd be amazing. I appreciate it. I was on the uh, on the uh, HBO Max yesterday checking to see if they had dragged me to hell and I had typed out DRAG and Rocky 4 came up and I'm like Good for ah, you, yeah. HBO Max. That does have Ivan Drago. Yeah. Good old anyway, search terms. Yeah, Anywho. Amazing. But so, um, Jimmy Oberest murdered, burned, like, he killed dra- his... He, he, okay, he killed his sister. He is described as killing his sister by burning her with acid and drowning her as two separate things. Well, I think it was in the bathtub, which is why Aunt Shay went through what she went through. I agree, but every time it's brought up, it's like he burned her. He 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 burned her with acid, and he drowned her. Instead of just going for he drowned her in acid. He drowned yeah, her in acid. yeah. It's grammatically clumsy. It was just weird every time. And then also he killed his parents, which is exactly how they say. Yeah. It's like and also he killed his parents. Yeah. No details. Just why would there you know details? maybe disappointment. Yeah. Um, but then uh, we get an interlude back at, f- at the filth because Mike the Mechanic not only knows Shay from back in her wilder years like dated all- her for two years in college indeed but also knows there's something very weird going on with that house and so he wants to confront Delilah the property manager who is in the kitchen of the filth having just counter sex yeah we don't know who, the, who she it appeared to be a cook Oh, yeah. he, he had an apron on. Gotcha. Yeah, not a character. At, at, at minimum, dishwasher. At yeah. maximum, cook. Yeah, not a character that sparks any sort of plot line. It's she's just going to town, and Mike comes in to confront her, and she says, "Don't stop." And so, like, yeah, keeps at it until, <laughs> like, she's like, "Okay, no, wait, I have to talk about this." Yeah. But so. And uh, she expl- she has the great line, like the genuinely great line: "The house can't be empty." Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it's just like ooh, that yeah. that see, that's how you set up. There's something spooky. These mm-hmm. people are all in on it. I'm like, this is how you bait the hook for the audience. This was great. Yeah, and then she closes uh, the scene by saying, "Never bet against the house," which is a line we know yeah, whoever terrible. came up with it stood by it through the production. Yeah, there was like anybody that read that line. And I'm assuming the actress playing Delilah just said, "No, this is this is terrible. It's bad. 
one, it's just a cliche. Two, the way, where it sits in the movie and in just the scene was very clunky and terrible. But the writer, mm-hmm. the writer who is Shay, Shay, uh, Amanda yeah. Barton, the actress that plays Shay, the uh, hippie painter, drug-addled sister, is uh, the writer. And again, full marks to her. She's really good. But this line was so bad. Yeah, it was at some point a clever line that needed a home and it never found it, so it just wound yeah. up here. Um, it's like it, it, it's like think of how like if you've seen Passenger Fifty Seven, remember the part where do you ever play roulette? Yeah, always bet on black. Now imagine if that line didn't hit. That's mm. how bad this was. Yeah, this is just like you hear the rim of the basketball net clanging when she says it. Yeah, writers out this there. This is not a central point to the movie, but it bothered us so much. Yeah, this is what they mean. Kill your darlings. You might have that great line. If it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. Put it in a drawer. You might be able to use it someday on something else. But just know when a line doesn't fit, and when you've spent way too much time trying to work the scene up to the line. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you've got that much uphill running to do, it's not going to be refreshing when you get there. Again, to quote Wesley Snipes, the sage and imminent action star of our time, some motherfuckers always be trying to ice skate uphill. Yep. And again, that line worked. Yeah. <laughs> the key, okay, um, um, am, um, amendation to uh, our previous point. If you have a line that clunky... Get Wesley Snipes in your movie to say it, and it will Fair. work. Yeah. yeah the, he seems to make them work. Yeah. Some motherfucker's always trying to uh, ice skate uphill. That is one of the worst things I've ever heard in a movie, and yet it, it is one of the best things I've ever heard in a movie. But anyway, back in the house, Haley comes home, and as it turns out, the house is working on Shay to a great extent because... I cannot stress this enough. This is, it's an actual Amityville movie. This is not something that, like, was a script that got retooled into an Amityville movie, or what we see more often than not, a completely separate movie that they tacked on something Mm -hmm. saying that it was an Amityville. This is an Amityville. So we have people moving into a house. The family members start going insane in different ways, Mm -hmm. including Shay. Shay is up in her room. Uh, working on her painting, uh, painting Stark Naked. Um, and yeah, she's working on that while uh, Haley is looking into the one of the previous tenants, the only name she could find off of a little metal uh, nameplate, uh, Cranston. Uh, Dr. Willis R. Cranston. Right. We had previously um, seen this, uh, she got the name, the plaque is on. His medical bag, which we had previously seen Shay grab a scalpel from. Right. And Shay was using the scalpel occasionally to do some painting here mm-hmm. and there. Not cra- not the craziest thing. Yeah. But um, a concern. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Faley is at the library. You just said Faley? Of course. Awesome. Oh. Um, she finds oh, that... Also, this is the, when they... That, Shay kind of going crazy, kind of possessed. This is the only uh, this is the only time we hear about the dead brother, where she tells Haley that uh, your parents wish that you had died instead of her brother. Yes, 
And that's so, the, that is the first and last time we ever hear yeah. that. Also starts to justify a little of the animosity she feels, even though this is possession talking and not the nice yippy yeah. aunt that she's had. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Haley is looking into Cranston, who was a Rose King of Iowa, loved planting roses with his wife. Uh, they had a daughter. The daughter had a doll, and in the picture in the newspaper, it is the doll that the mom found in the garden. Now, but also, to understand, what, there is this two-minute sequence. The oh, yeah, library, this is the library. The next thing, ten minutes of this podcast is probably these two minutes. Yeah, because there's a lot. So, as Patrick said, Haley, all of these things are happening at the same time and are very rapidly intercut with each other. Not to the point of incoherence, but we did have to rewind. Just to make sure that we got everything. Yeah. Because um, we're taking notes for this podcast, and as we're writing, you look down for two seconds, and you miss the doll on screen, or yeah. you miss... Uh, or, or you miss... Todd is at work at the uh, mechanics, and I love how, like, in other Amityvilles, you see the character, one of the, like, the character being driven nuts, not being able to sleep. Mm-hmm. You see Todd sleep all throughout this movie. They're really just saying he is so sex-starved. That he is losing his mind. Yeah, he cannot concentrate whatsoever. Yeah. He doesn't notice as he a line know. of okay. some sort gets unhooked from a nearby car yeah. and is leaking whatever fluid it may be. It's clear. It's, I guess, implied that it's gasoline. I mean, it's going to be flammable. Right. That, that's the only thing. Like, I don't begrudge. It's tricky to do fake gas in a movie, especially yeah. on a budget. It's in a mechanic. It's in an auto shop. It's a fluid that's leaking. Assume it it will go boom, which is a problem because Mike is starting to do some welding right next to it. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't want like. Do you have the welding near like places where there could be fluid? Well, I mean the fluid. It, the line popped, so sure. that's unexpected. That's which fair, is why fair, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. around Todd was saying. Turn off the torch, turn it off, turn it off. Everybody yeah. is yelling, like, take care of this, plug the line, close the, th-, you know. Yeah. And he's just not hearing it until the very last moment where he stands up and sparks come off yeah. and catch the gasoline, which burns an unnamed mechanic and Mike. And Mike, who is trying to stop them. Uh, while all of this, also, as a complete side note, which uh, for some reason Patrick completely ignored, despite its cru- its uh, crucialness to the plot of the film. Uh, Bumblebee is in the in the auto shop. There is a bright yellow Volkswagen Beetle uh, right behind Mike the or Mike behind Todd the entire time, and also another girl that has a super duper midriff outfit mm. that we ha- can only assume was Megan Fox. Right, you never see her head. So yeah. obviously, so maybe cameo. So, um, and all well, of this is happening while the mom is yes. working on the garden. All of the roses have come up dead, and so she's trying to pull them out at first gently. Then she's snipping she, at them. Then she's just bare hands ripping so them out of the ground to the point where she's hitting herself with them, and like her Smearing face blood is bloody, her everywhere. arms are bloody. Like yeah. there's just yeah, she's covered in blood and dirt and dirt, ripping these roses out of the ground. That's um, all. This is all in like the same two minutes, and it was just shocking and amazing. Yeah. And then, like, as everybody is burning to death in uh, the auto shop, Delilah, the property manager, just casually walks out of the mm-hmm. auto shop. 
Yeah, just looks over her shoulder with a grin, like, yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Because Mike was trying to, uh, Mike, we, uh, we, we omitted, Mike was trying to warn Todd that uh, they're nefarious doings and they should get out of the house. Right, because Mike had already tried to talk to Delilah about saving the family, so, so she was watching on him. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Mike is dead. Mike is um, dead. Todd is inconsolable. Yeah. Haley, Mainly because he killed them. Yeah. Accidentally. Um, the mean girls go to pick on Haley at, in the bathroom oh, yeah. at school, uh, and the teacher just does not care. Every time yeah. Haley is picked on, teacher should know better and might know better, but does absolutely nothing to stop the bullying. But in retrospect, uh-huh. in retrospect, again, people, yeah. stay with us. The payoff is going to be great, or it's going to be good, and it will make everything make sense. So you might have already guessed it. Yeah. Um, so we find out that the the Cranston fellow hasn't lived anywhere of record since two thousand four. Um, just completely vanished off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. While sharing this information, Haley and Brett share what can be described in some circles as a kiss. I like this would go under the much more factually correct Nathan Pyle strange planet thing of face pushing yeah or mouth push it was a mouth yeah. push it's, it's weird because you see them both lean in their faces and then they start touching lips nobody seems yeah. excited about this least of all the audience it's, it's, it's fine because they're teenagers yeah. I don't want to watch them kiss anyway right but it's Stranger kissing in the same sense weird. as trying to get a USB stick in on the first two tries yeah like when it's just kind of bang and like you know you have to adjust it and you flip it twice and you're like one of those had to have been right yeah, but, yeah. and then as it turned out oh I guess the first way was correct and this is just what it is yeah but yeah so so yeah uh, so Brett takes uh, Faley to the fortune teller uh, Jenny, Jenny. Jenny Jenny Chan, fellow student at their high school, uh, who has all sorts of uh, crystals and spells that ward off evil. And what happens next was amazing because at first you think it's like Jenny Chan correctly does not want to have anything to do with this. Yeah. But she will later uh, uh, accept the request and go to the house to... uh, um, clean like spiritually clean the house Mm. which makes it in 2015 jenny is the priest analog is the analog to the priest character we have new age uh, it's a new age thing now it's not catholic uh, but it's still supposed to be it's like um uh uh, zelda rubenstein in poltergeist Mm -hmm. where it's like it's a spiritual per of of a spiritual person that's going to try to exercise the house but again, this was, oh my god, this is another Amityville trope that's appearing yeah, in the film. Yeah, it is the religious authority comes in and the house is allergic to them yeah. and pushes back. And also, um, there was the reluctance, which is a key part of mm-hmm. the, 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 uh, pre, the priest thing as well. Yeah, so good turn on that. Um, Jenny but, has crystals. Um, she gives a bloodstone to Haley yeah. at first to be able to try to do any sort of, you know, Whatever, but then when she shows up herself, she's trying to, you know, present crystals and, you know, clean the house. And the crystals are actually fighting, even being set on the ground. Yeah. Like they're just, they're pushing back. She thinks she's got it clean. And then she turns around. Her neck, her necklace, which had an incredibly powerful crystal, as noted yeah. earlier in the film. Family heirloom crystal. Yeah. First, um, the door slams shut. 
Then the <laughs> necklace shoots up and sticks into the ceiling. Yeah. Then Jenny shoots backwards, and once they bust the door down, they find out she's been thrown straight out the window down into the fountain in the yard. And yeah, fairly artful shot. Yeah. And good amount of blood coming from the head on that yeah. one. And uh, apologies, I, I made us jump ahead. We oh, skipped sorry. over a very, very, another crucial Amityville trope. Because Todd comes home after he's at the first. Todd's at the bar drinking his pain away. Delilah makes very overt overtures to which Todd replies that he's married, and then Delilah tries to act like I didn't care, I didn't want to, which is like Delilah. Well, it's come still on. personal space. Back off, Delilah. You're better than that. You know what you were doing. Ha- have have the the grace to go. So she he goes home. And Jessica, who we had... The last time we saw Jessica, she was cutting herself to ribbons on these roses and smearing herself in blood and dirt and dirty blood and bloody dirt, uh, is just making dinner in lingerie. She's got a robe at first, but she opens it very quickly, and yep, we've got some very, like, um, body classical lingerie. Which um, uh, does yeah, like wonderful things for yeah, her. Like your can-can house type. Exactly. Yeah. And so she gives... she gives First she gives him uh, a sympathy BJ. Mm-hmm. Which is not to say like... It's not a pity BJ. It's just like, oh honey. Yeah, let, you've let had me, a bad day. Let me suck the pain right out of you. And then they have a surprisingly not graphic graphic sex scene yeah like there's no visible nudity but the there are some gestures exactly. and some selling it, it's like it there's an awareness of how sex should go that you don't normally see in a movie yeah that's in this movie mm-hmm. in ways that are delightful and hilarious uh todd goes upstairs kind of befuddled not looking particularly better he goes up to his bedroom to find after oh, after he goes to the bathroom, washes his face and hands, yeah. which he discovers he's washing his hands, he rubs them on his face, and then discovers they're bloody. No, I didn't notice that. There was no. a little bit of, yeah, there was a little bit oh, of love okay. to it, which, uh, um, detail. But yeah. yeah, then he goes to the bedroom. And finds Jessica, half asleep, covered in bandages. So, attentive listener, you were asking the same questions we were. Who the hell did Todd just have sex with? Was it some sort of ap- ghost? Was or it the an, landlord who was just flirting with him? Was it the landlord with some sort of glamour? Was it an apparition of the house or a ghost of the previous oh, renters? Well, in Amityville tradition, it was his sister. It was his sister, again, with the sister sex. Jesus Shay, Christ. Uh, possessed Shay, uh, who's uh, definitely going off the rails now. Yep. Um, yeah. She uh, is in the same lingerie and is kind of like cleaning herself up mm-hmm. and is pleased as punch. Yep. Because, ew. So, so after that, uh, oh, Jenny... Um, oh, yeah. And bev- like, in between, like that happens, and then Jenny calls up Brett and agrees to do the, uh, the, cl- the uh, exorcism cleaning thing that we talked about before. But it does have like... This great moment where uh, I think Brett says to Jenny, uh, Haley is a good person, to which both Patrick and I in unison went, Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. good. Uh, but then Jenny gets thrown out of the window, and uh, Jenny was a friend of mine, starts playing in the background faintly. <laughs> 
But yeah. So now Ginger, oh, I'm sorry, I'm doing yeah, Ginger Snap moment. We have the okay. So then uh, Haley put like grabs the uh, the crystal from the ceiling and turns it into like a warding off bracelet, and walks goes into high school and they have a shot that recreates the scene of Ginger in Ginger Snaps after she starts uh, developing her self-confidence post-werewolf bite, mm-hmm. walking down the hallway of the, the main hallway of the high school and just owning the high school. It makes no story or character sense at this point in this movie. But I'm always happy to see a Ginger Snaps nod. Agreed. Ginger Snaps is one of the best things ever. But it was just kind of like, uh, it was. I was very confused it's like I'm having a lot of reactions that I don't know which are correct. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. So, so she's at school. She's now got this new confidence. Yeah. Um, she goes. Uh, she sneaks over to the real estate agent or Delilah. to Delilah's house. Property, property manager, real estate agent. These are all the same things. Yeah. Um, but starts going through the files and finds that hundreds of people have yeah. lived in that house over the years. Since the 1970s. None have lived there longer than three months. Plenty of people have moved in and out of that house, and most of them are dead, which raises the question about moving out of the house. Mm-hmm. But like, apparently, I guess some have managed to get out in time. Either way, hundreds of people, which would explain the sheer volume of Amityville films. Yeah. And also explain and also reveals that the entire town is in on this. As yeah. it turns out, or do you want to do? Yeah, go for it. As it turns out, uh, the people, the Oberists, the Jimmy family that we heard about earlier, they made uh, all sorts of evil satanic rituals and deals yeah. with the devil. Well, they said black magic. They never said satanic. That's that why did keep fair. it uh, from going Judeo-Christian. Fair enough. Fair enough. That that is correct. And. Um, uh, as a result, is like the house has to be the house can't be empty. Something always has some family always has to be in the house, being prepared to be sacrificed to whomever. And uh, as a result, the people in Amityville get to live forever. Mm-hmm. Which this this little it was such a well done moment or reveal because it explains everything about all the interactions is why Brett doesn't want to ha- hook up with the girl because he knows that yeah, she's, she's just going to end up dead. It's why um, Penny the neighbor can't cross the line because you don't want to be you don't want to go there. You don't want to meet these people. Mm-hmm. It explains why the fashion sense is ten years back. If they're immortal teenagers you know. It's kind of a twilight situation. Yeah. And terrible. But uh, <laughs> so Haley calls the family and tries to get them out, but they they've gone a little nutty, and um, and as it turns like then she calls then she calls Brett and Brett reveals everything because it turns out everybody's in on it, including the mean girls who are all at Brett's house. Yeah, with weapons. With weapons. Yeah, that was that was the real <laughs> surprise turn of like okay, yeah, yeah. At first you're thinking like it might be the quiet town knows that something's up but doesn't talk about it. No, they're in on it. Yeah, and yeah, these mean girls are there with weapons, just like oh, so somebody's trying to help somebody. Surprise reveal. This yeah. is an active issue. Um, Haley go. Haley was at the police. She called. Her family from her cell phone at the police station because she wanted to reveal tell all this to the police, which mm-hmm. is technically the correct thing that you're supposed to do. But she had seen Jenny Chan's body being loaded into a trunk and driven away. By so, the police. By the police. And so she stealthily 
follows them on her dirt bike. Yeah, which uh, not everyone listening is from Baltimore, clearly. I've seen, we have international stats, and thank you, listeners all over the world. Do we really? Yeah, I've oh, seen awesome. Australia, I've seen UK, hey. even India. Ah, oh, dude, thank yeah. you guys, that's awesome. So, um, but yeah, uh, in Baltimore, we have the 12 O'Clock Boys. Uh, there's yes, a documentary, do. and there's a narrative feature about them now. And if you've been listening, you've probably heard at least one of them ride by. Mm-hmm. We have motorbikes going all through the city, so yeah. it's, you know... It's a thing. It is a noise that's not stealthy, um, <laughs> though the Think Baltimore police don't seem to go after them. Honestly, they shouldn't, but... I mean, it, it does more harm than good. Like, yeah. the only harm that they're doing is to themselves, and mm-hmm. most of the time not. But most of the time they actually are, while they might not obey specific traffic laws, they are traffic aware much yeah. better than a lot of people in the county. That's fair. That's yeah. true. But anyway, yeah, 12 o'clock, boys. It's a, it's a thing, and it's interesting. Yeah, but definitely yeah, worth checking out. So, dirt bikes, if you're not familiar, imagine a lawnmower attached to a bicycle. That's what yeah. this sounds like. Now, filter it through a kazoo and c- crank it up a few. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, That's what the, the cops in Amityville did not hear. Um, yeah. As she follows them to the grave site. Yeah, where all the, serati- the, all of the uh, unofficial dead bodies are. Right. Not the people who are actually the family, because those bodies are just, I guess, absorbed by the house. Oh, no. Water. Those are the... Like, remember, there, there, was, some... there was a grave for the, her family as well. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, yeah. But this That's... is... Anyway, this is a mass grave yes. that's been discovered, but with grave markers. Yeah, and Haley is, like, examining everything when the mean girls show up mm-hmm. and reveal that they are in on everything and the house is going to kill them and that they have to kill Haley. Or Teresa wants to kill Haley for two reasons. One, she doesn't like Haley, yeah. which, you know, it's the only, time, only thing we agreed with Teresa on. Yeah, and two, um, she's still... She's still bred away. Yeah, we could have been friends. I mean, we have a lot in common. We both loved Brett. Brett was never your boyfriend. Yeah. What do you mean was? And then she throws a bag over. Yeah, they killed Brett. They oh no, no, no! Him. It's even better. Uh, right. uh, Haley, uh, Haley said, or you stole my boyfriend, or something like you, something my boyfriend. Haley screams. Brett was never your boyfriend. And then Haley says, and now he'll never be yours, and throws his head at her. Yeah, so I'm sorry I botched that moment. Yeah. It was but. amazing. And then girl violence. Like, mm-hmm. legit girl violence. Yeah. Haley takes out two of them with the uh, crossbow. Oh, no, no, and no. I too. She, Haley only takes out one. She, um, she gets her shot lined up. She shoots the one right in the eye. And so the well, main girl... But Teresa, like, pulled her into... The eye, like, pulled her... Well, Teresa used her as a shield for the oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that. slits the other guy, girl's throat on her own. Yeah, for just reasons. Yeah, she just kills the other girl, cuz. So now it's Teresa versus Haley. Um, fight, 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 fight. And it was a, it's a good fight. Like, it's there's a lot of, like, actual hits, real grunts. It's just, mm-hmm. like... It was really yeah, it was, good. It was yeah. impressive. So, um, Haley manages to kill Teresa. Obviously. Yeah. And then goes home... To rescue mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Well, first she encounters dad, who is on the stair, is in the stairwell with a smear of what can only be brains. Yeah, like the wall is smeared with his brains, and you see where yeah. they and not they, a spatter. Like no. it was like brain came out, and then like you yeah. just push the face along the yeah. wall, and yeah. that like it leads to right where he dropped. Yeah, and it's one of those just like wow. 
That's terrible. Uh, we didn't see what happened there, but that's probably more frightening. And this movie has a surprising... like It's more off-camera deaths than on-camera, but they're effective reveals for them. They really are. Like It's a good... like. You, you can fill in the blanks with what happened, but the movie is not the poor for not seeing it on screen. Right. As opposed to, like, the uh, the um, uh, the Toy Box one, where it was just, they cut away for every bit of violence because they couldn't have, a, they couldn't do it on screen for whatever gotcha. reason. Yeah. And it just wasn't great. It was like, yeah, it's, it's like, like, in Toy Box, it would be like you're lining up a shotgun blast, and then you cut away and you hear a gunshot. And, it's yeah. like, and there were some blood things. spatters we saw, but they were never quite yeah, no. as effective as they were going for. Whereas these are just like, these are horrible tableaus of violence that happened. And this one is nothing compared to, he, she, Haley goes upstairs and finds her mother, Jessica, just Disemboweled. dissected and splayed. Like, she looks... Like Julia at the end of Hellraiser, like on the bed, split open, kind of tied up mm-hmm. vaguely. Yeah, tied up, but like intestines just like folded out. Like it is a grim, grim scenario. Yeah, and it looks amazing and great. Yeah. And at this point, and Shay shows up. Well, Shay was already there. Shay was, oh, right, yeah, she's in the background. Yeah, it's a really good as, shot. Yeah, as Haley is walking up to see the mom, uh, there's a flicker of light, and you see Shay just hiding in the corner. Yeah, and, very, it's like kind of hereditary style. Yeah, and so you know she's in the corner as Haley is at the bed. Well, she didn't stay in the corner because she snuck under and grabs her from underneath yeah. the bed. But then he's also on the other side of the room. She's just, like, fast-tracking around the yeah. room flash style. And yeah. also, side note, Hereditary. That was a, that was a terrifying movie. Yes, it like, was. That movie was legitimately terrifying. Yes, it was. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so and then Shay like fully reveals herself, and between the makeup and the spe- very specific voice modulation they're doing, mm-hmm. they made her a de- like an evil dead deadite version of Shay, which was just a lovely homage. Like yeah. it's just. Good. Like, I really... They at this point, I'm really so good. in the bag for this movie. That's the thing. Like, we it. had definitely... One, honest, I think the major turn was when we realized the Mean Girls were the... Yeah. Either that or the two minutes of everything. Yeah. It, like, yeah. It was definitely two minutes of everything. It was like, oh, uh, wow. This is, there's, like, like my attention. I'm now listening to your pitch. Yeah. And then when the Mean Girls were into it, it was like, oh, my God. Think of all the Mean Girl tropes in all different movies. But what if they were actually murdering people? Like, yeah. Uh, I, I will confess, I haven't seen Jawbreaker. I, I, I'm a bad person. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Mean Girls. So, and then, big goddamn fight. Like, the Teresa Haley fight was good. The mm-hmm. Shay, the Evil Dead Shay Haley fight is that much better. Yeah. And so they're just, they're beating on each other. Um, all throughout the house. And then the crossbow, like... She, Haley breaks away just long enough to be able to duct tape the crystal to yeah. the end of one of the crossbow bolts. Yeah, because she had tried, like, uh, she, uh, Shay had tried to punch her, and then, like, Haley blocked it with the, with the bracelet, with the yeah. and she was repelled by it. So, obviously, like, Patrick will not give me credit for it, but I said, she's going to duct tape the thing, the crystal, to the crossbow bolt. I have it in my notes. Uh-huh. And uh, so she does, and she fires it at Shay, and then, man, some movies, like, they're saving their big special effects for, like, they can only afford so many, so they're saving it for the right moments, and then you get to the movie, and it's like, oh, you didn't even have the money for that. 
Uh, this one, no. The fiery death of Shay is really something. It's fun. Like, for, like first her eyes and her mouth light up as if well, there's first, fire the from... bolt goes... Like, okay, well, obviously. It's a, yeah, it's the it's a full room shot, yeah. and you see her shoot, then the bolt hits her in the head, head goes back, you start to see it smoke. Yeah. Like, it's a good arrow shot. Like, those yeah. don't tend to look good in even, like, large budget movies. Yeah. But this one, they were yeah, Amanda Barton as Shay selling it physically. Yeah. Just... Uh, she's yeah. everybody. She's great in this yeah. movie. And then uh, Haley, sh- like because it's hurting, shoves it even further. Like yeah. just bit, grabs it, and basically like smacks it in even deeper. Yeah. And glowing eyes and smoke and flame, and the house is catching fire. But it's an Amityville movie, so even if we did see it burn to the ground, we know it's not gone. But the fire was out by the next day. It yeah, like. everything you see the house completely cleaned up, no dead bodies. Everything mm. is like repainted, and everything is nice. Yeah. Haley's and, off into the night on her motorbike. Yeah, uh, hopefully she made it out of the town. But you know, uh, mm-hmm. never know. Wish uh, that is a flaw of the like. It's a flaw that you don't know what happened to Haley, unless yeah. you infer that. Uh, or I was going to say that it's also a flaw that you see Delilah is fine because we were told. That if the family does not die, the evil in the house will kill everybody else. Mm. But then you see Delilah is fine because when uh, after the house is all painted up nice, uh, the door open, the front door opens up. Delilah is showing the house to the family from the beginning of the movie. So they got to have their cake and eat it too. This is a previously on. We are going to flash back to this. Just, that's not the thrust of the story. You just need to know that lots of families die here in any order. Yeah, it's fine, because, like, the main story is a completely separate family, and then it's bookended by that family, like, this other other family, because this will keep going on. And I guess since Delilah is fine, I guess it infers that they got Haley, too. Or maybe it was enough that they got three out of four. Yeah, I don't know. Um, That's why, like, I would like a follow up with some of the rules set on this. Yeah, I I would like to see like what would what would happen with that. But yeah, man, it was fun. Amityville Terror was great. And um, and I even forgot to note uh, while we were talking about it in the final fight, um, there was one very long single take. That was there. There was uh, while uh, Haley is looking around the house and she's got the crossbow raised. And you're getting glimpses of Shay in different states of demonic in mm. the background, so it might have been just extra, you know, other That's true. like wigs and whatnot. Until finally, Shay's revealed in her underwear, full demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's just it. Yeah, it basically kind of keeps circling Haley as she's making her way through oh, the house. That, yeah, that is a good some point. Some creative lighting to it. Some a good background reveals and like teases with Shay, but just good long sequence there. Um, I don't know, like, we've had on a lot of the great stuff, but I know we probably missed notes on some of it, just... It's worth, it got, like, it's worth watching. The yeah. resale value for this Amityville horror is a, is very high. Yeah. Watch it as, this is one as of you the, can find it. Yeah, again, the first chunk of it plays very generic, but yeah. they are setting up so many of the tropes that they're just quietly redefining behind the scene. Yeah, and also, as a general thing, like, it's very clearly, like, 
the a digital camera low budget film but it's very well shot like there's very there's almost no uh intentional or unintentional shaky camera yeah everything's in frame everything's in focus it's a good looking movie there were some scenes uh in cars where it was a little shaky but i mean Um, whatever and also for the amount of dark scenes everything was still well lit and in focus it's a very consistently well lit it's Um, a very competent movie yeah the sound uh which is a giant problem with so many smaller budget films yeah sound was solid pretty consistently throughout yeah um no this yeah, wow this was they, a, they did it. they, a, did. they, they made was, a very fun movie this was delightful highly recommend the Amityville Terror uh let's see next week just mm. I literally just looked it up uh next week we have Amityville colon no escape I think yeah I, I did find it. a copy of that one. Yeah, that oh, was yeah, that was one that was harder to track down for sure. But uh, I did wind up tracking one down. So. Excellent. So yeah. we'll get to that one next week. And in the meantime, thank you for coming to our home. And yeah. we'll see you. Yeah. See you next time. If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show, or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com. 